Well, I'm grateful that I've been uh, given the graveyard slot straight after lunch, um, but genuinely I've been told to spice up my presentation and therefore make no apology for this um, title, just a bit of a mouthful. It's actually an amalgamation of media headlines about fixes being a plague, their fixomatosis, but also an urban fixture. And now when you hear the word fixie, I'm not sure what you think of. Perhaps you think of the 1900s and safety bikes, as they were ironically called, after the penny farthing. Or perhaps Sir Chris Hoy and the speed that he attains on track bikes around Venedros. Perhaps couriers and messengers who've long used fixies in gridlock cities in North America. But no, if you follow my train you're more likely thinking of, excuse my language, the Shoreditch tw twats who have suddenly turned to this subculture. They're hipsters who are looking for the new urban cool look and wannabe messengers. But to clarify firstly, what is a fixed wheel bike? So the definition is that the sprocket is screwed directly onto the hub, so there's a single gear, and whenever the bike is moving, the pedals are moving in that same direction, whether it be forward or backwards. Now the fact that the pedals are in constant motion creates this hybridity between the body and the bike, which I've termed the body-bike hybrid. Hybridity is defined as a fluid set of processes that are both generated and contested through complex relations of power. And that idea of complex relations is interesting. The connection was shown by one of my riders outside the Radcam in Oxford, saying it's hard to describe, but I get a raw, simple experience when I ride. Nothing separates me and the road. Clearly there is a body-bike hybrid. So I'd like to suggest that there are 11 hybrids, hybrids which I'm going to present my paper with today. These are perpetual tensions that run throughout my research. And they get captured the, the essence that whilst a fixie looks very simple, it masks the complexity within. And I'm sure there's other hybrids than these, but these are the most prominent to me. So starting, so that we're all up to speed, a dialectic is the incompatible development of different elements within the same relation. And this is going to be presented through these 11 dialectics. Starting firstly with the theme of cycling through spaces of pure movement. This was the first half of my paper, looking at the connection between body and bike. And my research question was, why do people ride fixies? And what kind of er experiential geographies are produced by such a kinesthetic assemblage? There's the four hybrids here. Um, and the first one of these is fashion and function. So subcultures, we should firstly pay homage to Hebdig's book on subject, subcultures, saying that they challenge mainstream society through style rather, th that rather than through explicitly ideological articulations. The key word here being style. I think you'd agree that these pictures exude style. These were the five create writers, which was the case study that I selected in Oxford, um, with whom I did video ethnography and also in-depth interviews following the writer. I'll just take this opportunity to run you through my methodology. It was a case study method using Oxford, given that I'm doing my undergrad course here, and therefore I have deep familiarity with the area. I hope to harness the, the, the positive aspects of subjectivity, but also it's a great city given the cycling um, culture that we all know of, there's 22,000 cyclists per day, and even mundane things like the fact that there's 3,000 bicycle parking spaces, which was actually fundamental to me actually being able to find fixes. I also continue that case study method to a manufacturer called Failure, who make create fixes in London. They said they're trying to make them accessible and affordable, and they actually even call fixies the scour of urban fashion. But nonetheless, that helped me to follow the thing right through this chain of production from the manufacturing of fixies by failure, who actually make them out in China, to the consumption and then consequences of their riding in Oxford. Oxford is well influenced by this London scene, and it's the, that's the picture from the Create website. 
And five riders actually um, was substantial in giving me the evidence that I needed for this research question with a video ethnography, um, which actually was not a head-mounted camera, but a handlebar um, camera means of filming, and also the in-depth interview. The riders in Oxford confirmed the, the value of the subculture. I also conducted a survey monkey um, where there were 60, almost 57 respondents. And they confirmed this sub subculture, 66.7% agree that there is a subculture in, in of fixies. But interestingly, it's more complex than that. There's a niche market of those who build as opposed to those who buy. And I think there could be um, opportunities for further research um, whether this is turning into the mainstream. This word all shows that after all we're just looking at bike. The question here was how would you describe your relationship with your fixie? And bike is obviously prominent, whereby the words here, their font size is relative to the frequency and answers. But nonetheless, there's more nuances than this. Even this dialectical notion extends to fashion. Note here, rider, create rider four, talking about his lime green bike. So as you get the two sides to fixies, their looks, which are stylish and visible, but then the whole speed aspect too. So even his lime green bike is important for style, but also visibility. That extends to the performance of riding. Um, this was create rider one, who's also a courier in London, and uses this slightly quirky yet purposeful method of signaling left with his hand behind his back which also reinforces his identity. <laughs> and now when you get to the scale of whether people ride for fashion or practicality, the question was, where do you lie on the scale of 10 to 0, where 0 is function and 10 is fashion? And you can see here, it's always slightly top-heavy. So when we said subcultures about style, style doesn't just mean fashion, it can also mean function. And that's what I hope to analyse with these create riders. The next dialectic is that between the simple and the complex. We live, we live in a minimalistic age. You log on to Google, and before you move your cursor, there's nothing but the search box. You enter your search, and it reveals to you this complex network within. And that extends to the theme of hybrids. They're seemingly simple, but there's undercurrents of nuance within. There's these two levels to these de developmental dialectics. Writing fix is both simply beautiful, but also shows sheer, sheer complexity. That extrinsic simplicity was shown in the aesthetic purity of a fixed wheel bike. As this rider said, it's a no-nonsense bike, it's been boiled down to just its basic components, it's so minimal. And yet that hides the complex skills of riding fixed. This intrinsic complexity was shown by rider 4 saying, it's the paradox, there's only one gear, yet loads of riding skills. And to me that creates the dialectic of fixomatosis. Rider 4 also said, it's funny, the fixie is simpler, yet harder than any other bike. And that's shown in his manoeuvre on St Aldates, with a seemingly simple track stand, but also the complexities of balance and poise as he moves his front handlebar, his handlebars to maintain his balance, as we can see here. That also actually extends to the technological and technical space. As I said before, there's an aesthetic purity to the, tech, to, to the technology of a fixed wheel bike. Um, often riders like to reinforce that and exaggerate it, such as the metallic handlebars, where they're trying to say, I've got a really raw connection with my bike, I don't need any handlebar tape. But no, however, he does have a front brake, so clearly he's aware of legality and safety. However, you also have the complexity of riding. As Rider 4 said, it confirms your confidence as a cyclist. You're in tune with the bike. So once again, we get this twofold tension of purity and complexity. Rider 3 used the simile of car driving, saying, it's like moving from an automatic to a manual car. Challenging at first, but rewarding afterwards. You have far better control. And perhaps that justified his riding style in Beaumont Street, 
sneaking through any gap he could find. Yes, I think he agreed. He said, my riding has got bolder and more confident. I have a stronger connection with the road and better control. Clearly, that fusion rests on the connection of the body-bike hybrid. As the discursive distance between body and technology is reduced, the threshold of control in increases, and that justifies his choice of flushed gaps, for example, here on Magdalen Street between buses. And I'd like to make a, a methodological point here, that that between the micro and the macro geography, when looking at a culture or a subculture, it's clearly a large space, but we need to pay attention to the micro geographies of this habitual practice. Um, and I'm thankful, I'm thankful for the, the non-representational methodologies that have been pioneered and I was able to use. So, for example, look at this overtake of Rider 4 and the quick look he shows before overtaking this bike, which would be missed if it wasn't for the video ethnography. Thus, we need to pay attention to this minutiae of detail. As we saw earlier, he mentions the, the, the very minute detail of rocking back on amber, so bam, I'm away when it's green and ragging it at full speed, when mentioning his track stand. And that would be lost if we were just to look at the whole, whole subculture in a quantitative way. Now, the second part of my paper is entitled Creating New Spaces, and it's about the consequences of riding. Um, I'm afraid this is a shameless plug for you to read my paper, because I don't think I have um, the time now to justify it. But I'll still give you a flavour of some of the hybrids within. There was that between pride, the play on the word create, and also between the old and new. So firstly, the pride in performance and perception that comes with riding. Clearly, the emotion of pride seems to capture what it means to ride fixed. At one sense, you have the individual freedom and um, unfettered individualism that many would talk of when they're on a bike, that they can do whatever they please. And that, perhaps, is harmful. But nonetheless, the fact that a fixie is of mutual interest to many riders creates this subculture of collective identity. This also extends to pride in performance, where issues of legality need to be questioned, for example, running red lights, uh, but also just the one-upmanship of overtaking and trying to get back on the cars and buses. And it's funny that even microcosms of locking up a bike capture this essence of pride. Here the rider locks his bike up on the fence, um, not only for visibility, for pride and looks, oh look how beautiful my bike is, but actually also for safety and the fact that it won't be stolen because people will see it up there. The next is the play on words of create, which was failure manufacturer making create fixes. They said at once that, um, well, Rider 4 commented saying it's about making different shapes, movements, artworks in the actual um, road space. But also in the creation of these bikes, the manufacturers said that their aim is to be able to allow people to customise their bikes online before they buy, creating a blank canvas for you to individualise, as Rider 3 said, and thus more bespoke bikes within the subculture. And that's interesting when we come to the idea of um, the rise of the retro, as I've termed it, the dialectic between the old and the new. You have this rise that 60% of the 57 respondents in Oxford said they bought or built their fixies since 2009. So it's such a recent fact. And yet there's this feeling of nostalgia for tradition within that. Even on this modern techno-cultural bike here, the creator rider puts a brook saddle so that he can just sort of get both, the best of both worlds. And now I'd like to move to my thematic discussion, um, which came out of um, that analysis of connection of the body-bike hybrid. The first of that is the, that between the kinesthetic and the zen. Now elsewhere, the fixie has been noted as an inflexible tool. And whilst the purity of space is, um, sorry, whilst the, the space of technology is very pure and simple, there's only one gear after all, I'd like to suggest that it's in fact flexible. The riders noted their different use of riding fixed. At once the therapeutic relaxation, for example, in the suplex of the legs, given the continual pedalling surface needed. 
but also how that they can ride their bike for exercise, given the maintenance of a high cadence and the inability to coast, which is why a lot of um, triathletes and competitive cyclists use this to train. It's been noted in New York by many messengers, as this guy said, once you get used to traffic, then you can float through the chaos, suggesting this idea of zen. And even the rider in Oxford noted this. She said, at full speed, everything blurs. So I don't think about anything else other than just riding, as this shows on Parks Road. And yet, riding a fixie is also about the energetic exercise. I love the quote here, it's the pain I love, said Ryder too, when he's talking about going from track stand to sprint, as we can see going up to an audience. And the light turns green, and he shoots off into the distance. Shows how slow I was on the day. <laughs> this leads straight into the next dialectic of purity and chaos. We have a duality of focus when riding the fixed wheel bike. Just as the track, just, sorry, just as the track stand showed of the synergy of speeds between the thrill of the still as one is poised at the lights to the full tilt sprint and hence the beauty of speed. The duality of focus extends to both environment and people. Sorry. I love this quote by John Ruskin. He says that the really precious things are thought and sight, not pace. However, I'd like to suggest that perhaps the fixie encapsulates all these three and integrates them. On the, on the side of thoughts and sights, the awareness of a fixie rider is unprecedented. Rider 4 said it makes you more perceptible. It's a bit like driving a car, you anticipate a lot earlier. He said that I stand up on my pedals so I'm aware and can plan ahead, either to weave, brake or pump the bike. And yet with the chaotic traffic around you, that is, actually creates a heightened sense of engagement with the surroundings. And the microcosm of that is the mute sonosphere. The fact that the sprocket is screwed onto the hub means that the, the bike is virtually silent except for the wiring of the, tra of the, of the chain. And Ryder One said that exactly. He said, when my bike is silent, I know it's a healthy bike. The next dialectic is between the linear and the circular and encapsulates the paradoxical nature of riding fixed. And once you have linear lines of logic, fixed riders will speak about picking a line on the road, and that's shown extrinsically in their movements. Rider Three said that. It's about picking different lines to other cyclists, as he shows here on Broad Street overtaking another cyclist. And yet at the same time, it's an intrinsically circular practice. Perry, 1995, said at the heart of the bicycle is a circle, given the cycles and flows of movement from the very pedalling circles to the continual practice um, and inability to coast on a fixie. This sets up the tempo for riding, suggesting Lefebvre's analysis, rhythm, rhythm analysis. The interaction between place, time and energy sets up rhythm. For rider three, this is again employed a simile with car driving. It's the whole leg thing is like the engine in a car. Your legs pump like pistons, setting the rhythm to your ride. So for me that creates a linear circular complex, which is best captured with the microcosm of weaving. The sense of freedom and fluidity of a fixie rider on the road shows that they give agency to inanimate objects and thus <coughs> animate the road, for example, seeing it as a playground set of obstacles or spatial problems. Rider 4 showed that once in all dates giving agency to parking lines. He said, I weave around the parking lines on roads, like they're a slalom course, as this shows coming up to Nordics. <laughs> and perhaps at the pinnacle of this paradox is the ep epoch of simultaneity, as Foucault puts it. The contradictory terms of the fixed wheel bike seem to capture this notion. At once the technology of a fixie is purely fixed. After all, the sprocket is screwed onto the hub. And yet the experience of riding a fixed wheel bike is so far from that. 
It's rather a fluid experience of the city. And this reinforces the duality of the focus of a fixed rider in their body-bike hybrid. The connectedness between rider and fixie generates a heightened engagement with both people and landscapes, as Rider 3 here noted, saying that you're perpetually engaged, always responsible, you cannot get complacent. And this has been noted elsewhere as the sense of being on autopilot on the, or the unconsciousness of flow. Perhaps this is even further on the fixie. As we see here, with the rider going through Jericho, and the, the freeze frames really can't do justice to this, but the perpetual small looks and awareness of it um, reinforce that awareness. And I'd like to suggest that that duality of focus extends to the relational knife edge. I've mentioned the harm of this um, imposition of individual freedoms, which make them um, promote conflicting liberties between road users. But at the same time, we need to harness the positive value of a collective identity within this subculture and the shared interests of fixie riders, which um, is captured in their mutual interest in fixies. And this creates a relational matrix, which one of the survey respondents noted really well. I think fellows fellow cyclists perceive me with envy, motorists with indifference if not disdain, and pedestrians with awe. And this is talking about the physical road space, but there's also so much more which I've been talking about over lunch in the virtual space of blogs, and you're more than welcome to endure that for yourselves. So that brings me to my conclusions. I'd like to suggest that there's two engagements derived from the connectedness of this body-bike hybrid. And this really highlights the relationalities of mobility. At once with the environment, as I've mentioned, the connection and engagement which is driven by the perpetual pedalling circles of being on a fixed seat, create this feeling of fluidity and circularity. But also with people, which my paper extends, um, well, speaks more of, and um, which I've titled A Proud Politics, the play on words create, and also a rise of the retro. I'd like to also make two methodolo methodological insights, that of video ethnography and the value of capturing those, those um, minute details. As Evans Pritchard perceptively said, there is more in the action than meets the eye. And also the value of a case study method, which is harnessing the power of positive subjectivity. As, it, as Laughlin said, the deep and intimate familiarity with the subject area can only promote the research. And nonetheless, whilst hybrid geographies have been invaluable to my research in showing the nuances of dualisms, I don't think you can conceptualise all dynamics as hybrids, as there are certain elementary binaries which need to be adhered to, showing that there is order within the chaos. But fundamentally, no level of textual, visual or verbal analysis will ever match the performative nature of riding fixed. As Rider 2 said, you have to ride it to experience it. And for that reason, I think it's a valuable um, avenue for inquiry. I've noted here some opportunities for further study on a larger scale than I was able to do. Um, that of fixies in London, the histories of fixies. The commodification, is it moving to a mainstream? And also, interestingly, perhaps links to the Olympics and track cycling. So for those of you who start at the thought of this presentation that fixies were simple, you are correct, but they're not simplistic. Thanks very much for listening.